0: All right, all set. Uh, This open meeting of the Master Plan Implementation Committee is being conducted remotely pursuant to chapter 22 of the Acts of 2022, an act relative to extending certain COVID-19 measures adopted during the state of emergency, signed into law on July 16, 2022. All members of the Master Plan Implementation Committee are allowed and encouraged to participate remotely. The act allows the master plan implementation committee to meet entirely remotely, so long as reasonable public access is afforded so that the public can follow along with the deliberations of the meeting. The public is encouraged to follow along using the posted agenda unless the chair notes otherwise. Members of the public who wish to view the live stream of this meeting may do so by going to Morpher remote meetings on YouTube via the link listed on the agenda. Ensuring public access does not ensure public participation unless such participation is required by law. This meeting will not feature public comment. Um, members, when I call your name, please respond in the affirmative. Julianne Hirsch. Here. Fran Backstrom, Here. Millie Milton. Here. Jean Kennedy. Here. Amy Peretsky, Here. John Campbell. Here. And Ashley Davies here uh, and staff, we have Lori Connors here. All right. Um, so I think we'll just kick it right off and I'll turn it over to Jonathan to um, to present on some of the work they've been doing.
1: Thanks, Ashley. Good evening, everybody. Yeah. Um, good news for you all. I'm not here by myself this evening. I know you're sick of my face and my voice, so I have a co-host tonight, which is Russ um, from um, RKG Associates, and he'll go over uh, some of the stakeholder engagement that we've had to this point. Am I sharing my, oh, here we go. Uh, next slide, please. So it's the, it's the usual format. Um, we go over uh, the agenda, um, updates since the last meeting, And then next steps. So uh, next slide, please. A project schedule. So if you can believe it, we're almost to Christmas now. I have two birthdays before Christmas day for my kids. So this time for me at the time of year is is pretty hectic. So I'm sure it's for everybody else, Um, you know, but can you believe we're nearly 2023? It's kind of crazy.
2: Um,
1: You can see that Community, community engagement has been a big component in the last month or so. And um, we kind of touched on that at last meeting. Um, and, and Russ has been busy uh, forming some interviews with the selected people that we were given names for. Um, and then we will move into after the holidays um, into some conceptual plan development. Um, we talked previously on the, at the last meeting about traffic studies. Um, and I'll go a little bit more into that one again to the next slide. So if you can go to the next slide, please. Uh, so tonight we're going to talk over um, the online survey that was closed on December 2nd. Um, so we've collated those final results. Um, as I mentioned just a second ago, the, the town have decided to complete the traffic counts themselves. So I believe that's going to be around sometime in early January. And once those counts are done, then they'll hand that off to us. And then we will form the basis of a report and um, recommendations based on those counts. We'll also use those counts as I said previously to open discussions with MassDOT. um, And again, they will help us to um, envision and conceptualize how we move forward with the Mass plan for downtown. Um, As I mentioned, the last month or so has been pretty uh, hectic or heavily involved with uh, stakeholder engagement. Um, I think we mentioned before the two, Norm and Millie, we spoke to those prior to the last meeting. But since that meeting, we spoke to John, Michelle, and Tim. And we're still trying to uh, get in touch with Chris Singus. Um, We've reached out to him a couple of times, but yet to firm a a meeting up with him. And again, Russ will go over some of the... um, talking points that came from all this engagement. Next slide, please. So final survey results. Um, we all agreed at the last meeting to keep it open until the uh, the end of the month slash, you know, and beginning of December, we closed it down on, on the second, I believe that was a Friday. And these are the final results that were collated from that. So 635 responses, which is, uh, you know, pr- a pretty good response. Most people are residents, as you can see, which is not too dissimilar to what I presented last time. Um, Next slide, please. Um, Resident status, most people who responded own a property in Northborough, which is great. Next slide, please. And this didn't really change, even though we got more responses. It it, it didn't really change. It, it's interesting when you look at this that this was the question that most people skipped. I'm not sure why, whether they thought they might they may offend somebody with their response. I, I, you know, I don't know. I would have think I would have thought that if people are, you know, taking uh you know this survey that they would want to give reasons why they don't like downtown but i guess some people got a little bit shy or uh, I, you know they didn't want to respond but i think that like i said the the responses didn't really change from the last um poll that we had that we collated that's you know similar things unattractive there's a lot to do downtown um too congested not enough parking which is always an interesting response and whether there is enough parking or not that's always know a sticking point for some people. Uh, Next slide please. Um, The last this I presented this at the last meeting this question what type of development services do people want to see more or less of Um, I highlighted the ones that they want to see more of and again it's the same old story that they want to see retail, restaurants, pubs, places to drink and farmers markets so they're all related to entertainment and dining and and drinking. So I think that shows pretty much where the downtown is lacking right now. Next slide, please. Um, And then when focusing on revitalization, what are the top priorities? So again, similar story, eateries, more restaurants, cafes, bakeries, um, streetscape improvements. So more benches, wider sidewalks, um, improvements to storefronts, the facades of storefronts, fill the empty spaces, and then walkability, which again relates back to streetscape and improving, you know the experience for pedestrians when they are going downtown. Um, uh, next slide, please. So with this, I will hand it over to Russ.
3: Oh, thank you, Jonathan. Um,
4: I wanted to take the opportunity tonight just to sort of brief you on what I've heard said to date. um these these interviews are, Uh, Confidential in the sense that we tell people we're not going to share information that they share with us um, specifically about maybe what their plans are in the future. Uh, Some of these people are business owners, some people are in real estate. These are proprietary um, um, issues that we're talking about in some cases. But really, the purpose of the interview, from my perspective, is to get a sense of what people think about the downtown. So we can sort of identify what the the range of issues are. These are not the only people we're going to talk to, as I think we're going to discuss later. We're going to be doing some outreach to the business community, to the general community uh, of residents. So we'll get lots and lots of opinions. But in, in some in summary, um, you know, people are echoing some of the things they've said in the past that traffic can be disruptive. The volume of traffic in the morning, and the evening. On Route 20 uh, creates problems. Um, it's a major commuter route, and thus everyone who's traveling through the downtown is not necessarily there to to partake in the downtown. They're simply passing through to other destinations. Uh, this makes the environment a little less safe for pedestrians. Uh, they don't they don't feel like they are dominant in that environment. It's more uh, trucks and, and vehicles. Uh, people believe parking is a Uh, an issue now this is there's some nuances to this Um, there may be enough parking in some locations but not in others it's not uh, located where uh, I think most people would like to have it in all cases so uh, sometimes that is the 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 sort of balancing act Um, there's a number of gas stations um, that are sort of at key locations along Main Street that that uh, create potential redevelopment obstacles But there's no indication that those folks are are selling or moving their properties, so um, there may not be much that can be done there, but in other communities that has become a a central topic of discussion. Um, There's some you know, skepticism about what positive changes could occur along uh, Main Street as it relates to mm-hmm. parking and the and tra- the width of the travel way and the speed of vehicles. Uh, that's something that uh, Jonathan's firm will be looking into a in greater detail. Uh, people generally believe the river to be an asset, but they all recognize that it's not really very visible, uh, there's not as many places to access it. And if it's going to become a bigger part of downtown, it needs to be sort of uh, revealed to the community in a different way Um, so people could get access along it and see it uh, be more visible. Um, Then there's some, just an observation that I'm making as I'm talking to people that there appears to be some desire to see a more sort of comprehensive revitalization effort and that goes beyond just a project-based sort of initiatives. Um, and there's a management side of this that we haven't talked about that we'll probably have to revisit towards the end of this. Who does that? Who brings together events? And right now they're they're occurring by other entities. Uh, who's marketing downtown? Who's recruiting businesses? These are all the, the full range of things that could potentially be on the list of revitalization um strategies that there really is no mechanism right now to to see
3: these things to fruition next slide next slide one of the one of the uh, our expertise
4: is um you know understanding downtown markets in terms of the demand for businesses uh what people want to do in downtowns and what um uh, recruitment um, opportunities may exist to bring new businesses or to start up new businesses and support who's there currently. Um, and we're in the process of analyzing that to see what those potential businesses are. But um, I think what we've seen in just the last month or so is that the just the location of Northborough in the context of the greater Boston area is an advantage. Uh, you're centrally located. People see that they have access to their other employment centers if they live in the community. Now, do we have all the things that we need for people who live in the community? No, and I think that's why we're all here tonight to discuss what those things should be, how the downtown could change to better serve people's needs, and then what does that really look like. right now and the other work that we're doing in in this part of the country, um, everyone that is doing anything on the development side is looking for land. And uh, the closer you get to Boston, the more expensive the land is. You go further out and uh, people are looking for those opportunities. Now whether or not those opportunities exist in the downtown is <clears throat> sort of one thing that we need to vet as we do our research. And then we need to hear what the community says about what they would either um, uh, allow in the downtown or want to see in the downtown. Uh, I think the sort of underlying assumption is that there could be changes that could occur over time, design depending on where the community wants to go. And um, you know, we will have a full assessment of that by the time we complete our work and report back to the community. Um, some people believe that. Downtown would be a a reasonable place to live for certain people, particularly people who are looking to downsize from their current homes and move into something in a smaller context in downtown, maybe a condominium. Um, I think to do that, you need to provide a proper environment for people, and usually that comes in the form of entertainment. They, they're looking for restaurants and shopping and entertainment, and uh, that's not something we have a lot of. So I think as we if we move forward on that sort of idea, we need to understand that. Others believe that young people um, would see Northborough as a place to live as well. Um, so I think we need to sort of vet those opportunities and come back to you with our, our conclusions about that. Um, The area around the 4 West Main Street uh, building, uh, which is one of the more prominent buildings on Main Street, uh, presents an interesting uh, opportunity. We don't have a full sense of what the opportunity exists uh, today. Uh, We haven't talked to all the property owners yet, but we know that that building has the potential to come back to the town's ownership uh, in the future. For um, a small sum of money, and the question becomes, what should that be used for? Should it be an activity center that attracts people downtown and they can shop or dine at that location? Is it a is it a place for a town hall, um, which is located there at one time? Uh, again, whatever happens there should be a sort of the centerpiece of what occurs downtown. It should be a place that draws people to it. Um, I think we need to um, be prepared to say in the plan what is uh, explicitly desired by the community. I think it's, it's easy for us to say, well, we would rather not see this or that. But I think to give proper sort of vision to what the community would like to see, I think we need to sort of identify through our planning efforts with the community, what exactly do we want? Um, The survey is starting to tell us some things, but we need to hear people say that um, throughout this process before we can draw some conclusions. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, what's going to come in the next steps is sort of investigating some of these uh, issues. Uh, This is basically from my perspective, and then coming back to you with uh, a set of um, data analyses and findings that sort of point us in a certain
5: direction, and um, you know all that will happen over the next few months.
1: Back to me, before yeah. someone someone could say you're on mute. Um, so, as Russ mentioned, uh, his company are going to keep doing market analysis interviews. Um, What we'd like to potentially get on the calendar from this evening is uh, a date for a business owner's workshop, um, a workshop with the community at large, um, and as I mentioned previously, the traffic counts uh, will begin in early January, which is to be coordinated by the town. Um, That completes the presentation for tonight, so we'll open up for questions, discussion. so
5: thank you. Yeah, thanks. Millie, you came off mute.
6: Yes, yeah. I, I have a question if, sure. if I can go. um, On the survey back, I think it was the second page where it said reasons people don't wanna come back into town and you have a category called other. Did you get written responses in that category? I'm just curious if people said anything
1: no it was just other without any response or without any detailed response okay So So they
6: they didn't really do the please specify okay right i know when i
0: was taking the survey there were so many i wanted to check off you know (laughs) it's a little tricky um so it could have been that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan, I was wondering, do you want us to try to come up with some of these dates tonight in real time, or I don't know if we should maybe do that over email?
1: Um, I, I don't know, Laurie, what What do you think? Is that something that we can nail down tonight? I mean, it, it doesn't need to be tonight. Um, I just, Wanted to get it out there to say that this is going to be, you know, two of the next steps for this, not specifically this group, but for this project. So if people had opinions on when they think that that should be, and we're obviously looking at January now, um, you know, I I guess I'll open that for discussion, but I don't think we necessarily have to nail down January 7th today.
7: It would be helpful for me, um, just from a coordination standpoint, you know, sometimes it's frustrating because you know you can wait several days before everybody responds mm. to an email. So mm. it would be helpful for me if we can at least kick around a few dates and then we can uh, look for confirmation that those dates are gonna work for folks. Um, You know, the wider group, because, of course, there are some individuals, committee members who aren't present this evening. Um, So, of course, our our next meeting in January is January 19th. So I was wondering if uh, folks thought that that might be a good time to have the the wider community workshop during the regularly scheduled meeting at 7 p.m. And um, I'm thinking uh, that we would benefit from an in-person workshop instead of a virtual workshop. So what do folks think of January 19th at 7 p.m.?
8: I like it.
6: Is that for the which workshop was this? That would be the community workshop. So the
7: feedback that, uh, of course, Russ can can explain, but he had mentioned uh, to me earlier that he thought a morning workshop would work best for the business community. So, uh, you know, before, before they start their work day.
3: Now, just to, I guess we have to decide whether or not this
4: is in-person or virtual. One thing um, with business folks, uh, if they're in a downtown study, they typically are going in early to open up their shops, uh, their businesses. Uh, once that happens, you know, they're focused on that. So we could meet earlier in the morning for uh, breakfast if that's possible. I'm not sure where would we would do it, but that's one option. Uh, virtually sort of gives puts you in a different realm. Um, as far as my availability, my wife is having a back surgery uh, in January. I don't have a date yet. So they don't necessarily have to occur the business group meeting at the same time the public is meeting, but I just wanna put that out there. Maybe towards the end of um,
3: January or the 1st of February might be in a different position, but I don't know yet.
5: Yeah, Amy? Yeah, my
9: only input of not having it on the 19th would be, are we losing one of our regularly scheduled meetings with the consultants because we have so many meetings and usually after the public meetings we get an analysis of what occurred during that public meeting so to me i feel like we need the public meeting before our january 19th meeting so then on the 19th we can
5: discuss what we learned on at the public meeting that would be my thing no
3: jonathan When we were talking about this meeting uh, this week, earlier in the week,
4: um, there's some planning involved to prepare for that community meeting, depending on what sort of uh, activities we have planned for folks. Um, Do you have any concern about doing that earlier or do you think the next month is adequate time to that?
1: No I, I think there's enough time because it's it's not like we're going going to come to this meeting with design concepts and master plans to review. It's more of a information gathering, um, facilitating ideas from people, showing image boards of similar to what I showed at the last meeting to get yeah. people's interest about things they like and don't like um so you know producing that amount of work in that time is is not going to be an issue okay
0: and jonathan i can't remember <clears throat> uh, will committee members be facilitating or will there be folks from weston and sampson facilitating
1: um there'll be people from not just myself from weston Samson and russ um you know we'll have two or three four people there so um, okay i think that should be enough okay
0: just wanted to make sure in case you know, it ends up on a date that the whole committee isn't able to come that we have enough folks kind of running the show, but it sounds like we will. Uh, Julianne?
10: So I think it's really important that we get as much um, community input as possible. And therefore I would highly recommend that we have a hybrid meeting. We've done it at the high school. I think, I hope we could do it again but there are, you know, there are some people who are still worried about all of the viruses running around and there are some people who have children at home and um, I would like to capture as much as we can and having an in-person meeting really limits
5: the audience. That's my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we discussed in, uh, on Tuesday right, um,
0: this idea and, and the reason for an in person is just there's just a lot more ability to kind of get people's feedback in a multifaceted way. But I agree, it would be nice to be able to have it hybrid. And it sounded like that that was an option. it It's just that the input from those that were virtual is going to be a little more limited. In person, they'll be able to kind of draw ideas and, and do things in a more, um, I don't know, comprehensive way. But um, Jonathan,
1: was that kind of? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, if we do things in person, we can still present graphics. We can still um, we can sit around a table with crayons, somebody mentioned on Tuesday, but
2: (laughs) maybe, you
1: know, felt pens and we can get people engaged in that way to put their ideas onto paper. Obviously there are ways to facilitate feedback and get ideas through the online forum now you know we've learned how to do that but having people actually sketch ideas and and sort of sit around a table and and kind of play ideas off each other is a little more difficult in a virtual environment
5: Mm -hmm. did you have your hand up before I
6: he can't hear f- you. Oh, there you are. there oh, you are. Okay.
11: I think hybrid is the fairest way of trying to get as many people in as possible. It won't be ideal for the people who are participating remote, but at least they're part of it, um, even if they're not in the full engagement with the uh, crayons and felt pens. I mean, mm. you can do that at home as well and show it up on the screen. Um, it, I just don't want anyone to feel discouraged because of what's going on in the CDC world that is going to be with us for the rest of our lives. I also think that we shouldn't use one of our meetings um, as the night because that would then um, you know, reduce the number of times that we have to meet and or discuss. It would be then February before we would be able to even discuss what was um, brought up. So.
2: mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
5: that makes sense. Daria? I'm bored with uh, the hybrid as well. I think the
12: more people you include in anything we do, the better it is. And it might not be as good for the people that are remote, but, you know, at least they can listen and comment. They might not see all the, you know, the minute details, but, and, and a lot of times they can't come in, even if they want to come in. But I, I say the more the merrier and, and they may not have the best experience, but they can sit through the whole process, and, and if they're really interested, you know, jump in the next
2: time.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just participated in a hybrid conference, and it, it wasn't ideal, but it was still helpful. I still got a lot out of it, probably not as much as I would have been in person, but it was good. Mm-hmm.
12: Um Justin Sampson can they can put some of the graphics up too. You know, not necessarily the live sketches. Um, we can do live sketches because we have a camera directly above our table, so everybody can watch the the markers and crayons. But that's you know, it, it still is. They'll get eighty percent of the meeting if we're if we're sketching, and and I think that's a big deal.
4: Plus, with a little effort, uh, you could have. Um, questions or exercises for people who are joining us online that the people who are in the meeting can also respond to as well um so you know I think it there's a way to make that meeting
3: experience a little bit more fulfilling even though they're not there sort of having a face-to-face discussion.
5: Mm-hmm. So, so obviously it sounds like folks would like to
0: have it not on a meeting date. Is Thursday a good day to look for? I think I'm kind of looking to you, Lori, because I'm sure you have more meetings than some of us um, mm-hmm. evening meetings.
7: Yeah. Unfortunately, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are, are definitely off limits for me. Uh, I have other commitments on those, uh, those nights. So I am, um, available on Mondays and I'm available every Thursday except for the first Thursday of each month.
1: And I'll throw my hat into the ring that Mondays would be out uh, Monday and Thursdays would Monday would be preferred for me. Okay. But, but if Thursday is the day then we can make that work for sure.
5: How long do you anticipate the meeting to last?
1: Um, I mean, probably a couple of hours tops, 90 minutes. Okay. I
2: just
12: wondered if you do it before the meeting or is that just too much for that Thursday? If we did it at five o'clock and then our normal meeting was at seven.
0: I think it would be hard to get a lot of people out by five.
1: Fair enough.
0: Right? I think. I think that's just cutting it a little close. Yeah,
1: and and then also we wouldn't be able to present the findings at that meeting, so. Uh,
0: Yeah, right, and so how much lead time do you need between
5: a public session and a meeting to present findings? Oh, you're on mute, Jonathan.
1: I was trying to go through a meeting without someone saying you're on mute. Um, <laughs> gotcha. I'm just look, looking at my calendar here. Um, so if that's something, I mean, if we, if we did it Monday, 9th of January, say we chose the Monday, that would give us, you know, 10 days to collate everything and get a presentation ready for the next MPIC meeting. If
7: we chose that date, then, of course, um, we'd have to start advertising right away. So I would need some sort of flyer. Um, And of course, uh, my goal would be to have that in the community advocate. So that's one consideration is it doesn't give us a heck of a lot of time to promote the workshop. But if if that's the date, then I'm sure we could figure out a way to make it work.
8: Do you want to avoid conflict with selectmen's meetings?
5: Which are Mondays, right? Second and fourth Mondays of the month, usually.
8: Is the ninth?
0: Is the second Monday. Also, I'm going to be away that day. I might be back in time, but I'm going to be
7: tight. So what if we did the 16th, but then instead of having our meeting on the 19th, we had our meeting on the 26th? But that the work? Holiday,
8: uh, Lori. Oh. I mean, not for me personally, but isn't it
3: for the town?
5: So yeah, you're on, on the 26th, day.
3: What about Thursday the 12th as an alternate?
10: But it's the time factor, right, of getting all of this up. Nobody's going to be paying attention to anything until the first week of January. Right. So, I'm, yeah. right.
9: would you agree? <laughs> yes. We could do um, the 19th and then have our meeting on the 26th.
6: No, because the meeting is a holiday, isn't it? We The 26th is that. a holiday? It was the 16th. No, the 16th. The 16th was, was a holiday.
0: 26th oh. is fine. So oh, I like that idea. The night have the session
5: on the nineteenth and the meeting oh. on the twenty-sixth. Would that work for everyone? It'd make it work. I don't hear anybody saying it won't work.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I would. And we're meeting on Thursdays a as, a, as a as a habit, so it works. <laughs> Okay, well should we should we settle on
0: that? Jonathan and Lori, you guys and Russ.
7: That works for me.
1: Yeah, I can make that work.
5: Okay.
6: Um, so it's the MPI, the workshop on the 19th, and then the meeting meeting on the 26th.
0: Yep. Great. Do we Should we uh, try to figure out a time for the business owner's breakfast? Lori, you're on mute.
7: I'm sorry. Uh, one more time, my daughter was talking at the same <gasps> oh, time. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> sorry
0: <for talking laughs> um, should we try to figure out the business owner's meeting as well now, the, the breakfast, a date for that?
7: Yes, I'd be interested, uh Russ, if you have any suggestions for what days of the week generally work well for business owners? Do you is there kind of a science to that? Like they do yeah. better on Tuesdays versus <laughs> That's
2: Wednesdays?
4: a good question. Uh Millie, you're you're someone qualified to answer this question. What's what's your thoughts about the best time to meet with folks?
6: I I I think. Depending on the the industry, but a lot of restaurants can be closed on Mondays or Tuesdays. Okay. And, uh, that does tend to be there's a slower day for some of those. Um, and I think you have two that you, uh, Chris Singus and myself, that are in that category. Yep. Um, I think you have two that are uh, other other business owners. Um, again, I think. They might fall in the same pattern, maybe Tuesdays instead of Mondays. A lot of people don't like to make their meetings on Mondays because they're just get catching up on stuff. Right,
4: right. Well, I'm looking at my schedule, and, uh, you know, I have two weeks at the end of the month, which don't look good. Um, the one we mentioned, I, I, I'm not sure that – I, ne- I can probably call into the meeting on the 26th, but I'll be out of town And the following week. I'm in Arkansas with another commitment. So that puts me into the the week of the 5th of February mm. or I'm on the ground. Um,
3: now, and that would be, what's the date for that? It is the 7th. So that, given what what is going
4: to transpire at the end of the month, and who knows about my wife's situation, but
3: let's assume that's the first part of the month. Um, that's what I'm looking
2: at.
0: And there's not any reason we need to have these both occur before a meeting. They don't really need to happen at the same time. You
7: said, no,
4: not necessarily. I mean, they're, we're taking a different approach for I think both groups one's more of a conversation. People don't have quite the same amount of time to commit uh, for the business meeting. Uh you know, we need 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes in the morning, but beyond that, um, we probably can't expect much more than that.
0: And would it be helpful to have the feedback from, I mean, it's going to be after this public session anyway, I'm sure no matter what, but is it going to be helpful to have the results from that to kind of, share with the business owners in that meeting?
4: Sure, yeah, I think people would be interested to know what happened at the meeting if they're not able to attend. um, Mm
0: -hmm. So regardless, having it
5: after the 26th?
3: Yeah, so we could share some of that information
2: with them.
5: Okay.
0: So you wanna say the 7th of February? Is that the morning of the 7th? Yeah,
4: Let's, let's focus on the 7th, which is a Tuesday. And um, we'll have to work out the logistics of that meeting and where that would occur. I don't know how many people would attend. I'd assume it's going to be a small group.
2: Um, but I, I would think, think
7: it, it would probably be most convenient for them if we held it in the downtown location, like maybe at the uh, at the town hall.
2: Uh huh. Okay.
7: Just so they won't have very far to go.
3: No, I would agree.
7: We won't have the ability to do a hybrid
5: model there. So it would just have to be in
7: person.
3: Now, we may be able to come back later
4: with a a virtual meeting if people find that they can't make this and they want to to have an opportunity to say something. Um, That might be a a way to sort of make people whole in that regard. but I think I think there's some value in meeting in person and getting to meet me. And get, I will be bringing with me some observations and data analysis to share with them as
5: I get into that conversation. So um, I'd like to do that in person if I can. I have a question about that. Um, so. It, the
10: meeting is not going to be like like a half day thing, um, and you will have some you will have some questions and some information to share. Can you do that ahead of time? Because I, I'm I'm only speaking for myself, but so many times I go to a meeting, something's presented, a day later, hours later, I come up with you know another thought that I wished I had shared. If I think if people have a couple days to think about what you're go, what you're going to ask, um, it could be helpful.
4: Sure. Yeah. So I can I can sort of send out maybe uh, something equivalent to a briefing memo or something that sort of outlines the, the nature of the conversation we're going to have with people just to sort of prompt them as to what the topics will be and what issues i'm going to be presenting to them or or information i'm going to present to them um and if there's a powerpoint i'm using i they can see that beforehand as well
10: thanks i i think that that would be helpful
4: yeah right. and if people haven't ever sort of had the opportunity to sort of be
3: involved in something like this and you know that would be helpful i think
5: yeah, that's a great suggestion. Daria. were you about to say something? No, I, I was just agreeing 100%. Awesome.
6: And, and is this something you're going to uh, provide to every business in town or? Every business
7: will be invited. So what I envisioned is that I would go door to door and drop off a flyer and personally invite uh, the various business owners, and it, that way, you know, if they have questions, then, uh, you know, I can expand upon it. Um, I, I did, I would be interested in having some help with that process, because obviously, that's, that's a big undertaking, uh, to go door to door and talk to the various businesses. So if somebody would like to help me with that endeavor, that would be appreciated.
12: How many businesses are in Northboro?
7: It would just be the downtown focus area. So ah, okay. I, I wasn't thinking that I was going to invite like the businesses up at Northboro Crossing or, you know, or the us. industries.
12: So we were. Now you so.
7: already are invited, of course. Well, so. no, I'm
12: just saying, would you be coming as far out as here? That was my real question because we're not downtown, but there's, I don't know, 12, 15 businesses in this building.
7: So I envisioned that I would go down to down, down um, door to door to the ones that are within, you know, that are within this focus area. So that map that um, Weston and Samson had prepared a while ago. Mm -hmm.
5: Are we uh, in
3: jeopardy of having people leaving town after
4: the holidays? and taking a break um meaning not being available for a meeting in on february 7th
6: i do you mean business owners or do you mean
4: yeah business owners some people just shut down and say look i've i've had it i you know got through the holiday season i'm going to take a break and head south
6: I, I mean I don't know of anybody specifically, but I do know that there are some restaurants that do that. Yeah. Um, and I think you're getting into. I think the next week is school vacation week, but I'm not sure. Um,
11: but if we're just focusing on, on our de- I'm sorry, sorry. If we're po- just, yeah. if we're just yeah. focusing on the downtown, I mean, I mean, let's think about what's along Main Street. I mean, There's not many. You're not inviting the ga- the gas stations. I mean, I mean, you can CVS and then maybe a dozen little storefronts, mm-hmm. so. Well, so. If,
4: if people push back and say, look, they're not gonna be around, then I guess we have to deal with that uh, and mm-hmm. come up with another solution, but let's let's go with this plan as it stands at the moment.
7: Yeah, and you know, when we're going door to door, I anticipate that there are gonna be some business owners that aren't there
2: yeah.
10: when
7: we go door to door, in which case, um, You know, we'll drop off a flyer and a business card. And so they have the opportunity, even if they don't come, they have the opportunity to call and uh, share. So maybe that's something we should put in the flyer. Mm -hmm. So if you're unable to attend this event and uh, you have something that you would be interested in sharing, Please reach out to me and you, Ross, and then provide our our contact information.
5: Sure.
6: I'd be so, happy to help you with that, Lori.
1: for the For the public meeting, is six p.m. start time a good I I think if it's seven, it might be too late to start. Um, I think six, most people are done with work and maybe dinner by that point. Um, And then it's not too late into the night if people have young kids and they have to get back and put them to bed. Um, And then following on from that, do we have a location in mind where this should take place?
7: I think it'll have to be the school because that's the only place where we could do a hybrid approach. And it's the high school, right? High school cafeteria. Yeah, Let we had an art meeting at the, at the, no, it was the high school library, I think. Library. Library. Hmm. Do they have round
5: tables, do you know? Uh, did anybody here go to high
10: school there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: When I went to high school, it was a chalkboard. So, I mean, I don't think they had circles. <laughs> they didn't have circles then. Uh,
9: no. <laughs> there are definitely tables there, but I can't remember if they're round or
11: square, rectangle. They make a big rectangle with the, the rectangle tables for their meetings.
1: I just, yeah, we just yeah. won't promise the, the shape of the table on the flyer, and people won't get upset <laughs> if that's not where.
7: <whenever. laughs> I think we'll if be okay. It's okay. Big we okay. round tables.
12: If you go there, like to all those performances, I've set up 20 round
2: tables 20 times at Algonquin.
5: There you go.
1: So high school library 6 p.m. in the gym.
8: <laughs> Regarding the 6 p.m., I mean, for people who eat regularly, isn't that right?
7: Well, we'll have an to an have some families? food. Yeah. Food options, so we'll have to have some snacks. Yeah, of course, we won't be feeding people dinner. But, no, it's just uh, more it's you know, to your attendance. Point, but,
8: to Jonathan's attendance point, I just wondered if you know is that just right in the middle of people having dinner or attending to family and
5: mm-hmm.
8: seven isn't all that late. But just looking for pros and cons. Yeah, I'm looking kind of
0: at. I yeah you know, I mean <laughs> yeah it, if it's at six o'clock it's like you're not going to make it back anyway for bedtime so well for me I wouldn't <laughs> if it was at seven then at least I eat dinner with them and Go, but it's um, there's no perfect time I, I'm sure you know six should we
1: 30? split the difference and say six thirty, or we can 30. do seven
11: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah let's do that We also have
5: to confirm that the high
7: school is available. Oh, yeah. I can check that.
1: Yeah, if you can let me know, Laurie, and we can get a flyer to you pretty quickly, so.
0: Okay. We did did have another forum during the master plan um, in the cafeteria, and I don't know if they have the same capability for that hybrid,
5: but they did have some technology there available just as another option in case it's not the library it, is not
11: wasn't that the cafeteria in the middle school
0: we did it one at the cafeteria in the middle school and one at the high school
2: oh, yeah
0: okay I don't remember that one okay so hmm. it wasn't as good of a turnout when we did it at the high school as when we did it at the middle school
1: no one likes cafeteria lunches at school that's probably why <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, Right, so we get on our meetings. We don't have
0: anything else.
10: Uh, I I have a question before the consultants leave. Is this a good time? Yeah, Yep. So you you have all seen our beautiful White Cliffs um, building in town and where we've just received three proposals for that building. Uh, how How does this group make sure that that group don't plan the same, the same kind of thing for for Westminster is is mm-hmm. Whitecliffs. That's How are we going point. to, just, you know, integrate this information?
4: Lori, you had a suggestion early in the week.
7: Yeah, then- I mean, I, I I think it's important to wait until the Whitecliffs committee does its due diligence. Uh, so there are a couple of proposals that are very different uh so two of them are housing proposals and one of them is exclusively a business proposal um so i think that it is important to um include what's happening at white cliffs ultimately um in the discussion in the in the plans uh the ultimate downtown revitalization plan that's devised. But I don't think that um, you know, I think that the White Cliffs committee needs to do its due diligence and there's a lot that will go into selecting the appropriate proposal. So there's going to be interviews and there's going to be, you know, looking into the finances of the um, the, the folks who are propo- who submitted the proposals in determining which one uh, is the most realistic. So at this point, I have no idea what that's going to be. Um, So I think with the White Cliffs, uh, we should take a wait and see approach. And hopefully it'll be more clear as we get further along what's happening, like uh, possibly in February. there'll be a a firmer grasp on what the ultimate use of white cliffs will be
0: i think too julianne we talked on tuesday about definitely providing just a kind of reminder to the white cliffs committee on what was in the master plan and and how white cliffs uses or whichever use they choose or um, group they choose might help to accomplish master plan goals so i think for us that's kind of our role is to remind remind them what's applicable within the master plan and in terms of what's going to happen at white cliffs and and um and just you know kind of insert ourselves that way but obviously they have they're going to make the final decision but we want to make sure that things are cohesive and following master plan and obviously interacting with what happens downtown as well in a in an appropriate way.
1: So yeah, and yeah, no, I'll just add on to that that if a decision on White Cliffs is made in time before we submit this final master plan or there's information available, we'll obviously utilize that to develop our final master plan. We're not gonna go in with it with blinkers on to not know or not incorporate what they're thinking. For example, if they're gonna be all housing, do we need as much housing in downtown? And if it's all businesses, you know, vice versa. So we'll take into consideration what they are proposing and and, and use that as we develop the plan for downtown.
5: Okay, great. Thank you. I would also, I would also
9: hope that the um, White Cliffs Committee would look into what town meeting voted on for White Cliffs because it was typed up on what the purpose of the purchase was. And um, even though the master plan might have certain goals, the also town meeting who voted on White Cliffs also had certain goals and requirements. So I would hope they'd look into that too.
4: What is is obvious at, at this point is you have three proposals. Right now, that's the whole universe of options in front of you now. If none of those came to fruition, I guess there'd be other considerations to make. But you know, whatever they decide they they think they can accomplish there, we can we can do something in the downtown that complements it. We certainly don't want to compete against it.
3: Mm-hmm. We want
4: uh, both to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, at some point there'll be a meeting of the minds um, if that process moves along as a at a reasonable place, but you know, they move slowly. These are negotiations uh on an expensive project.
10: I mean, but it's all all good information to have.
0: I just was gonna say, I mean, it's certainly an important structure for accomplishing, you know, what folks want to see downtown, even though it's a little on the periphery. Yeah. It could help us accomplish, you know, a lot of what the community wants to see. So hopefully that, you know, we can kind of just give that information that we glean from the public participation
5: to the White Cliffs Committee, just so they know maybe Mm -hmm. as they're making their decisions. Anything else, Jonathan? Uh,
1: No. No, I just finished with thank you, that's all.
8: Just another question for the consultants. Sure. Are you are you uh, scheduling any more stakeholder interviews or uh, individual inter- interviews before the um, breakfast or before the meeting?
4: Um, we're going to have other people we reach out to. Um, you know, once we talk to Chris Singus, that will be the the last of the folks that Lori suggested we talk to. And if there are other people who you think we should talk to. i be more than willing to do that. I'll be reaching out to people who understand the the local real estate market um, as I do that research. So those aren't necessarily on a list, but they are people who are going to be professionals in the industry that can sort of help us sort of sort things out.
3: Um, did you have someone in mind,
4: John?
8: Um, no, not a person in particular. Was... Yeah. Okay. Curious in the in the big picture, and you know i I'll ask you a question, and it may be premature, but um, I'm interested in the long run what you anticipate in your analysis or in your final conclusions to uh, to include um, specific initiatives to businesses or landowners. Uh, or outreach to them about developing in a certain way that contributes to your conclusions about downtown Northboro. Uh, and then, secondly, to that, would your do you, do you anticipate your analysis to also say to the town of Northboro um, to accomplish goal A, B, or C, you may need to figure out a way to acquire certain properties. Are those conclusions that you? Anticipate drawing in your final
4: report? Absolutely. I mean, we can't say as we're talking tonight what those opportunities may be or how realistic they are. If they're not realistic, then obviously uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. But if there is a a kernel of opportunity that just needs to be explored and vetted, uh, we can start that process. We may not get to the conclusion of that because those things take years to develop sometimes. You you also sort of raised the the another point that we talked out talked about earlier this week is that there's a difference between business owners and merchants, and the people who own the property that may be leasing to those folks, the property owners. They have a different objective. They have um. They have a perspective that we need, and we'll probably reach out to several of those. Um, obviously probably some of the larger ones we need to talk to because um they have plans or they may have plans about the long-term viability of their property maybe the need to redevelop their property um that is different from the the daily decision making of the businesses that that may be operating on site today and um To the extent that they would share some of those ideas with us, we would want to know. I'm not saying that they would, but we need their perspective because those are the people who can make decisions that could change the whole complexion of downtown and uh, create opportunities where we don't see them today. So we will be reaching out to uh, those folks as well. We can't talk to everyone, but we'll talk to the major
3: ones who control properties that, if they were to change use, would change the
5: outcome of downtown thank you yep and just just along the same line just if anybody else has um any additional
0: you know folks that you feel should be reached out to if you know that opportunity might arise just let us know and, and forward that on
5: All right. Well, thanks guys. That was that was really helpful. And um, looking forward to
1: these these forums. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Uh, you happy holidays happy holidays. And we'll um happy holidays. next year and to you all. Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Happy Bye.
5: holidays.
0: You. You. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Um, next on the agenda was the update of the update on status of the complete streets. Lori, did you have an update on that?
7: I do. Um, So we have gone through our vetting process. Uh, So Woodard and Curran and uh, staff, which of course consists of myself, uh, Scott Charpentier and uh, Fred, uh, town engineer. Um, And we have come up with a numbered list of projects which we are going to be presenting to the Board of Selectmen at their meeting on Monday night. Um, So uh, the first step in the vetting process is we took the criteria and we categorized each project based on the criteria. So for example, we, we came up with a score for each individual project. And then uh, we looked at our listing and we um, compared to uh, the input that we had received from the public uh, during this meeting that we had in September. uh, The Complete Streets uh, Community Forum that we held at a Board of Selectmen meeting, I believe that was in October. Um, the survey results that we had received, uh, 808 responses. Um, and we also vetted based on projects that are currently in the queue. So they're currently being worked on, for example, the aqueduct projects. Um, and we ha- uh, these projects have a strong likelihood of uh, being funded with grant monies. So there were some adjustments to the ranking um, that reflect those additional steps. Um, Like I said, projects that are are currently underway, projects that were identified as top priorities during the various community events, um, as well as projects that are highly fundable. Um, So that's, uh, that's pretty much what we're gonna present. And uh, assuming that we get the blessing of the Board of Selectmen at uh, Monday night's meeting, then the step after that is we will be submitting the prioritization plan um, to MassDOT for final approval. That needs to be done by before December 31st, uh, because that is the deadline for um, completion of the technical assistance grant. Um, so that is what we are striving to accomplish. So um, if you if you are interested, then definitely uh, uh, check out the Board of Sloughman meeting on Monday night. Not quite sure where we are in the queue, uh, but oftentimes they put us uh, towards the, the early
5: part of the meeting. All right. Any questions for Lori? No? All right. Well, the last
0: thing on the agenda was just to go over the minutes from November. Um, Did anybody have any comments or changes? No? All right. So can I have a motion to approve? So moved. Who was that? All right, Mill- Oh, Julianne, s- okay. I'll do second then. <laughs> okay, Julianne, Fran, second. All right, all right. Um, and I'll take a roll call vote. Uh, let's see, Julianne,
11: aye. Uh, Fran, aye.
0: Millie, aye. Amy, aye. Jean,
8: aye. John, I'm staying. I wasn't at the meeting. Oh, sorry, I didn't notice that.
0: Um, And Dario was not at the meeting either, okay. All right, the minutes are approved. And
9: uh, did anybody else, oh, Amy? Yeah, I just have a quick question to Lori. Who um, in the town is doing the traffic counts? Do we have that
7: equipment? Yeah, it's actually not the town. It's Central Mass Regional Planning Commission. Uh, So they have uh, the technology to be able to to do it at no cost to the town. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that is what we opted to go forward with. So it gives us a a couple of extra thousand uh, to play with should the committee decide that they want an extra uh, from Weston and Samson or RKG. So a little flexibility built in.
5: Yeah, that's nice. I didn't realize it was at no cost. That's great.
10: Lori, right. I have a question about that traffic count and analysis. Is that is that going to consider the possible new uh, fire station?
7: Um, so the traffic count is going to be based on, so the numbers that CMRPC is gonna gather is gonna be actual traffic data and turning movements. Um, and then Weston and Samson is going to take that raw data and they're going to analyze it. So I imagine um, that they're going to build in uh, a future, future build condition. Um, but of course, right now we have a, a number of properties that have redevelopment potential, uh, but we don't know what the vision is yet. So we don't really know what they're ultimately going to be. Um, but certainly Weston and Samson is aware uh, that the new fire station is uh, in the queue. Um, so I imagine that that will be part of their analysis. Okay, thanks. I just have one more question
9: too. Um, I know Russell had talked about 4 West Main Street and it, before the RFP, we talked about there was going to be a feasibility study for the 4 West Main Street. Is that what they're doing? It was even questioned at town meeting once because the town is doing a feasibility study. And then we said the downtown revitalization was going to do a different feasibility study. Are they still doing a feasibility study or it's just market analysis along with the other businesses?
7: Yeah, they are not doing a feasibility study for 4 West Main Street. So what they're doing is they're doing a market analysis to help us determine um, what types of uses are actually uh, competitive. Uh, so what types of uses would do well? Like what types of businesses we we may be able to recruit for our downtown, um, and uh, you know what the capture area will be. So that's uh, theirs is going to be definitely. Far more general uh, than a feasibility study. It's my understanding the feasibility study that John has talked to me about in the past was specific to where should the town hall go? Should it stay in its current location? Should it move to Four West Main Street or possibly another location? So it was specific to the town hall, not necessarily, you know, what is the end use for for West Main? I imagine if um, the town decides that it won't be the future home of the town hall um, and there are no other municipal uses that would be appropriate for that building, um, then they'll issue an RFP. And they'll look to sell the building to somebody, a developer or, And, you know, there are certain frameworks that they could put in, like the RFP for the White Cliffs. So the RFP could specify what they would like West Main, uh, you know, for West Main Street to be. And then people will respond to that RFP, should that be chosen to be the appropriate path.
5: All right, well, if there's no other questions, um, I'll take a motion to
0: adjourn.
6: Just one- Dario 15... has another
0: question, and Millie too.
6: <laughs> I just wanna clarify, it says next meeting for January 19th. That is for the community meeting yeah. and the different time change on that, right?
0: Okay. Right, so then it'll be January 26th for okay. our next. Okay, Dario. D- oh, we can't hear you, Dario. I see your mouth moving though. You are not muted, though.
5: Can't hear Just you. Can't hear him. That's funny. I wonder why. Still can't.
0: That is very weird. Can you type I'm it in? I'm so
5: sorry. <laughs> yeah, you there's no chat
1: it.
0: option, I don't think. I don't oh, see we don't. a chat option, no. Oh, well. Maybe. Can you text
6: it? You can text yeah, te- it Yeah, You can text it.
0: it's okay okay all right all right well if there's no other no other questions then i'll i'll uh entertain a a motion to adjourn so moved all right second Second. millie all right Uh, um let's do the roll call vote uh julianne aye fran aye millie Hi, Amy. Aye. Jean.
3: Aye. John. Aye.
0: And Dario. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Good. <laughs> All right. We are adjourned.
5: Thanks, everyone. Have a nice great meeting. night. Thanks, and guys. Thank Have you. a happy holiday. Happy Everybody. holidays.